about it. Chip got the flow wide open if you got questions about it. Man, it's the show that brings you to your raw. To solve all problems, it starts with real talk. real talk. And here we go, here we go, on this Monday, June 19th, also known as Juneteenth. Happy Juneteenth, each and every one of you out there. Uh, it is 6 o'clock straight up, which means it is time for Real Talk Memphis. I am your host, Chip Washington, the humble one. Glad to be here uh, on this day. I'm happy to have you with me uh, as well for the next hour. Uh, we have a, a good show for you today. Now, we don't take off just because, you know, you have this holiday thing. Uh, we, we come, you know, we do the work. We come here and we do the work. And we, we uh, hope to provide some good uh, information for you between now and 7 o'clock. Uh, so we hope you stick with us uh, for uh, the ride. As I said, uh, it is uh, the Juneteenth holiday, or as some would call it, this is... Uh, the second Independence Day of the country, but it is the first Independence Day for African American people. Get it? it it'll, it'll, it'll hit you in just a second. Uh, so in, in, in any way, of course, this marks uh, the, uh, the official end of slavery, uh, which is actually maybe the unofficial end because uh, when Abraham Lincoln signed the Declaration, I mean, w when he signed the, um, uh, uh, I can't remember what it is uh, <laughs> right now. Uh, but when Abraham Lincoln signed into law that the slaves would be free uh, back in 1863, of course, it took a little while for that to filter down to uh, the folks uh, in Texas. Uh, so uh, this is sort of kind of an umbrage and honor to them uh, as well. So in anyway, uh, we're going to talk about that a little bit later in just a few minutes with Elaine Turner. Elaine uh, is the owner of Heritage Tours here in our city and they do a lot of tours uh especially with a lot of uh uh black tourist spots here in town and and give the history and the profile and she's going to talk to us a little bit about juneteenth and the relevance of juneteenth uh even if today even by today's standards and if people even understand it uh so she'll be talking to us in just a few minutes also uh we will be speaking with uh, pastor daniel henley uh from agape means love and uh, she, uh, he uh, will talk to us about a very special family event uh, that is happening uh, this weekend uh, here in the city. He'll explain what it's all about. Lord, do we need compassion and unity uh, right about now in our city? And uh, we'll be speaking with uh, U.S. Attorney Kevin Fitz. He is the uh, United States Attorney for the Western District of Tennessee. And he'll talk to us about uh, what is going on in his office and uh, some of the prosecutable, prosecutable pro uh, crimes in reference to the federal 
government, uh, many things that uh, I don't even know. So we look forward to having that conversation with him uh, as well. Uh, so, but as we always do uh, on this station, uh, each and every Monday, right around this time, we celebrate you. Uh, and oh, before that, I should let you know that you can catch us uh, a number of ways. First, you can catch us on WIXR uh, 91.7 on your FM dial live right now. You can also catch us on um, you can also catch us on the TuneIn app live. You can also catch us on Facebook live. I believe it's working this evening. And uh, of course, once the show posts tomorrow, you can catch us. Uh, uh, um, wherever you get your podcast, and uh, we'll be on YouTube as well. Now, to the business at hand. For those of you celebrating birthdays on this day, June 19th, how about we uh, give you uh, the salute? And the salute is the shout-out. And nobody does shout-outs uh, better in this country than I do on th this show, but I can't do it until I say, hit it, Bryn. Happy birthday, happy birthday, happy birthday going out to the following individuals. Jody Vance celebrating her birthday today. Happy birthday, Jody. Vanessa Brown Knowles, I know her. Happy birthday to you, Vanessa. Uh, Robin Michelle Guy celebrating her birthday today, as is Mark Johnson. Uh, he's uh, he's uh, one of my uh, uh, one of my uh, folks at, at, at Full View. Uh, one of the members out there, uh, one of the members of the congregate. And let's see here, Melanie Gilliard is celebrating her birthday today. Happy birthday, Jamie Hiley. Kelvin Moore is celebrating today. Jeff Wolf is celebrating his birthday today, as is Melba Wooten, Darren Tate, Charlie Braxton, Bruce Branch celebrating today, and Bonita Lou Harris along with Troy Turner and Theodore Montrell Brown. Lots of birthdays going on. So to each and every one of you, a very, very happy birthday from all of us here at Real Talk Memphis. We are glad you made uh, this trip around the sun, and we look forward to being with you next year uh, for your next trip around the sun. Thanks, Brent. All right, so uh, let's uh, get into some news and notes uh, just uh, briefly uh, on uh, this uh, Monday evening. Uh, we want to uh, celebrate uh, the short life of uh, Sequoia Samuels. Sequoia was a little four-year-old uh, sweetheart who uh, was unfortunately found killed uh, late last week after uh, you know a citywide manhunt. It turns out that her mother. Uh, Brittany Jackson and uh, a boyfriend, uh, Jailson Hobson, um, apparently lied about the whole thing in reference to her being missing in the whole nine yards. Uh, many of you know uh, she was found uh, in a dumpster, trash dumpster, outside of her house after being placed there um, by uh, her mother. Um, apparently this child's been dead uh, a few weeks. Uh, and uh, beaten to death by the boyfriend, apparently. Uh, the, uh, the advanced charges or the increase in charges uh, has not been announced yet, but we know there will be murder charges filed against them. Uh, may her memory be a blessing to us all, four-year-old Sequoia Samuels. So uh, I don't know if you've been keeping up with the school board situation or not, but uh, pretty rough. 
<laughs> we're talking about uh, a school board member, uh, Shalisa Harris, uh, who had abruptly resigned as of last week because she said it was uh, some of the most ignorant uh, uh, escapades she's ever been involved in. And then after that, uh, she, she doubled down by saying that there was internal corruption going on uh, on the Shelby County School Board uh, in terms of uh, uh, changing some of the rules and the parameters, uh, changing some of the, uh, uh, you know, what used to be standard, standard, uh, you know, protocol in terms of some of the qualifications to be a school board superintendent. One of those was to have at least a decade's worth of experience inside a classroom, being a teacher, being around the students every day. Uh, well, they s removed that. They updated this whole thing and removed that protocol from the list, which had been on there for about 12 years, by the way, uh, it is no longer on there. The current interim superintendent of education, uh, Tony Williams, uh, does, she was the, uh, uh, the director of finance uh, for the Chevy County Schools. Uh, she has no classroom experience, uh, and uh, she is one of the finalists for the position. Now, I'll just, I'll just leave it at that. And I'll let you surmise what you think might be going on in terms of this. But right now, we are still no closer to uh, a superintendent uh, in this particular position right now. Uh, it has been going on a year. And when school starts, uh, the 1st of uh, August, uh, we won't have a new superintendent in place. So uh, once again, I'll let you figure that out. Uh, it was a pretty violent weekend in this country. Uh, the last three days, uh, in terms of uh, mass shootings, we had uh, uh, 48 people shot in Chicago in the last three days, 10 dead. We had uh, a mass shooting in Cleveland of at least 10 people. And we also had a mass shooting in St. Louis with 10 people shot, one person dead. Uh, so far this year, in this country, we have seen over 315 mass shootings. It's June. I'm talking about since January of this year. Don't let anybody tell you that we do not have a very serious problem. And uh, finally, I will, uh, I will leave you with this. Uh, I don't, we hadn't talked, I don't believe, since uh, John Morant received his punishment from the NBA. Of course, uh, he, was, uh, he was given 25 games. He's going to miss 25 games, the first 25 games of the season, uh, per the uh, superintendent. Uh, I mean, per the uh, 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 Adam Silver, uh, you know, who is the commissioner of the league. Uh, and, of course, he's going to have to follow some protocol and some other issues before he can come back uh, to the team. I, I would assume that means uh, some type of counseling or, or, you know, some way that he needs to be able to better deal with his emotions. He's going to lose in salary uh, about $7.5 million dollars. Uh, he's going to lose in endorsements and a lot of other things, uh, at least uh, 40, 45 million dollars. Now, this is the guy who signed the contract for 190 something million dollars last year, uh, but he's blowing an awful lot of money. And for many of us, uh, that that's enough to live at least two, three lifetimes. Uh, but for him right now, it's just a little bit of money out of the pocket. Now it's time to grow up. You've given a second opportunity. You've been given a second chance. Uh, you said that you're going to do better. So now the time for talk is over, and the time for action is now and to commence. And with that, I'm going to take my first break of the night, and when we come back, 
Uh, we're going to talk uh, about this particular day. This is Juneteenth. We're going to talk a little bit about what it's all about, what it means, uh, and uh, where we go from here. On this Monday edition, on the Juneteenth edition of Real Talk Memphis, I am Chip. We'll take our first break, and we will be right back. If you like Real Talk, here's a way you can get involved. Do you have a show topic idea or suggestion? Want to be considered a guest or have a guest idea? Then send Chip a message on his Real Talk show page and you can be a part of the Real Talk experience. So as he always says, go out and tell somebody. We'll be right back. WIXR is supported by the Orpheum's 2023-2024 Broadway season, featuring Funny Girl, Beetlejuice, Six, Company, Les Mis, Mrs. Doubtfire, Wicked, and Mamma Mia. More information at orpheum-memphis.com season. Do you want to place your company in front of Memphis cultural consumers and influencers? How about interacting with them in a meaningful way? WIXR's second annual Stereo Sessions at the Memphis Listening Lab is back. We are looking for sponsors to support WIXR's exploration of unsung albums from the musical history of Memphis. For more information, email us at sponsorships at wyxr.org. WYXR is supported by Out Memphis, who is hosting their second annual Queer Prom on June 24th at Crosstown Concourse. This event will be a night of dancing and celebration for the LGBTQ community of the Mid-South. More information at queerprom.org. Get Real Talk on the TuneIn mobile app under WYXR, and he's now streaming live on Facebook. And you can also catch a rebroadcast on YouTube. Just put WYXR in the search box and hit subscribe. Now back to more Real Talk with Chip Washington. And welcome back to this Real Talk Memphis Monday evening in the city, the Juneteenth edition. Uh, glad to have you with us uh, this evening. And as we said, uh, of course, it is Juneteenth. And uh, this uh, particular holiday, and I can say that now, it is a, it's a national holiday. It's a federal holiday. And, of course, uh, it is a, a state holiday uh, here in Tennessee. Uh, it took a while uh, for this type of recognition to occur. But I think for folks who really don't understand what this is all about, and, and, and while I'm thinking about it, and before I introduce my first guest, the uh, Abraham Lincoln signed the Emancipation Proclamation. That's what he signed, <laughs> well, freeing the slaves back in the day. But uh, with no further ado, I'd like to uh, uh, introduce Elaine Turner. And Elaine, uh, is uh, she runs Heritage Tours here in our city, and uh, she is a well-known uh, historian and a woman of facts. And Elaine, welcome to... Real Talk Memphis, it's good to see you. Thanks for coming on the show tonight. 
Thank you, Chip. Uh, thank you for having me and happy Juneteenth. <laughs> happy, absolutely happy Juneteenth to you. Now, uh, Elaine, you know, I was talking a little bit offline and I, I made the comment that, uh, uh, you know, many of uh, many people uh, might refer to Juneteenth as uh, the second uh, Independence Day, but you were quick to say it may be the second Independence Day, but it's the first Independence Day for us. Tell us uh, a little bit about uh, Juneteenth uh, and, and why we are celebrating it today. Yes, we are celebrating Juneteenth today because uh, June 19th, 1865 was the date that enslaved Africans in Galveston, Texas, uh, finally uh, received the news that enslaved Africans were free. Uh, others Elaine, are you there? Enslaved Africans were able to uh, learn that message. Uh, Abraham Lincoln did sign the Emancipation Proclamation January of 1863. However, that freed only enslaved people in states that were in rebellion against the United States. And at that time, some states had been taken over by the Union Army, Tennessee mm -hmm. uh, being one of those. So uh, enslaved Africans were not freed in Tennessee in, uh, in 1863. Uh, because of uh, the status of the Union Army being in this area. Uh, so it was not until January of 1865 that uh, the enslaved Africans in Tennessee, as well as some other Southern states, uh, received their freedom. Now, later on in, in June of that year, um, still there were those who hadn't gotten the news. And uh, Texas should have been in that, that group. Mm -hmm. Uh, now we're talking two years later, they finally get the news that they have should have been free two years before. June uh, in 1863 is when Texans should have been free. So when they learned that they were free, of course, that was um, a celebration for all of us because the rest of those who still had labored uh, two years after slavery was abolished uh, finally received their freedom. And then after that, in 1866, Texans began to celebrate uh, June 19th as um, a, uh, a day of celebration. So it began in Texas. It began in Texas. Okay, so uh, why, and, and that was a, that was a very uh, a very good description of, of, of how, we, how we got to this point and how Juneteenth came about. Uh, why did it take so long, do you think, uh, from a historical perspective, that's a long time ago, the 1800s, uh, you know, as more and more and more uh, states uh, realized uh, this uh, momentous occasion, uh, but there was no real celebratory aspect of it like, like we're seeing now in terms of holidays and, and, and things like that. But you, you told me that here uh, in, in, in Tennessee or in Memphis, we've been celebrating this how long? Yes, we have been celebrating Juneteenth for the last 30 years. Uh, Glenn Johns Reed um, uh, is a was a native Memphian, and she lived in Louisiana for a number of years in New Orleans. Mm -hmm. And uh, Louisiana um, began celebrating Juneteenth uh, 
years before that, before this 30 years, uh, because it's right down there near Texas. And so the Texans celebrated Juneteenth, uh, those in Louisiana celebrated Juneteenth. And so she brought Juneteenth to Memphis uh, 30 years ago. And so that uh, celebration has been held for a while here in Memphis. And uh, so it has gradually uh, expanded uh, from that time, uh, from 19, uh, from uh, the time here in Memphis, uh, which was 1983, 30, uh, I'm sorry, 1993 uh -huh. uh, here in Memphis uh, since we've been Uh But then, you know, it's a matter of people not understanding uh, history and not understanding exactly when uh, enslaved Africans were emancipated and uh, not knowing that it was a gradual emancipation. Uh, but those who learned began celebrating. And um, so it has um, spread all over the United States now. And then um, uh, so more and more states have been inv and, uh, are involved in the celebration. And of course, we know two years ago, President Biden uh, signed the federal holiday right. of June 2. Right. And that was after, I think that was kind of maybe an appeasement for things that were going on here in our country uh, right after George Floyd was murdered. Yeah. Uh, the policeman, Breonna Taylor, was was murdered. Mm. And uh, there was a cry for, you know, Black Lives Matter, protest all over. And I think be, people began to, you know, say that, uh, you know, we thought we were free, but you know we really are not. And uh, our even our Juneteenth, the day that we were supposed to be emancipated, is not recognized by the country. Let me ask so, you. I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, let, let me ask you a question. Uh, in, in reference to that, uh, fast forward today to today and, and, and to now, and a lot of the unrest that we've seen in the country on, on many levels and things like that. Do you think, though, uh, even today, and this is what you do, I mean, you teach folks about the history, especially of our city and our county and, and uh, through these tours, but do you think that people, generally speaking, really understand uh, the significance of Juneteenth? I, I think they do not understand it. Um, African people here in America uh, are beginning to understand it because you know, they've heard it in the news that, you know, uh, the community people are talking about it. Mm -hmm. So they're beginning to understand that Juneteenth is the, uh, well, we've had no day to celebrate our freedom in the United States. African-Americans have not. Uh, July 4th, 1776 had nothing to do with uh, African people here in the United States. Mm -hmm. When, when, um, uh, United States were freed from uh, Britain. It did not free African Americans. And you know, uh, back in the 1700s, as as they uh, were celebrating independence from England, uh, Frederick Douglass was invited to come to a um, a Fourth of July celebration, mm -hmm. and he went. And they asked him to speak, and he spoke, and he said exactly what was on his mind and he said what to the slave is your fourth of july it has nothing to do with my people because you have there are millions of africans here in america still enslaved and it's a day more than any other day that shows uh your hypocrisy 
that you're celebrating your freedom and you got millions of black people enslaved. And so that uh, speech is well worth reading. What to the slave is your 4th of July. So the 4th of July had nothing to do with black people. It just showed uh, more, yeah. uh, uh, you know, yeah. it exposed the racism yeah. and the hypocrisy. And, and that's what uh, uh, Frederick Douglass uh, expressed that day. And so until um, African people were freed in, in America in uh, by the Emancipation Proclamation, that's when the meaning uh, related to black people. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, that 4th of July did not relate to black people at all. But uh, black people began to celebrate, you know, and we still celebrate July 4th. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but it had nothing to do with the freedom of all people. And so I think Juneteenth is a day that all people can say, uh, okay, it's time for us to celebrate. We freed all people now. So it could have more significance than even uh, the 4th of July because uh, you have a, you know, you have an Independence Day. Yeah. But then you got millions of people that are not free. That's very true. That's very, very true. Elaine, I, this has been, uh, I, I've learned something here. And I, you know, when I invite people on this show, I, I always do it with the intent of not only learning things myself, but you know, having other people learn a, a, as well. And you gave us a, a wonderful breakdown of it. And maybe, um, before I let you get out here, maybe, uh, you know, the more we hear about this, uh, the more we try to understand it, the more we try to learn our history as a people, maybe we will realize uh, you know, how blessed that we truly are and what value we have as a people. And maybe we'll stop the foolishness that we're, that we're seeing on a daily basis out here. That's right, because Juneteenth can be meaningful. Uh, the key elements and the, the things that are focused on Juneteenth and people wonder how to celebrate it. Uh, and the people in Texas, home was something very important. People were, got together in communities, uh, families got together. So home, it was something very important. And even their religion, practicing their religion and being, uh, you know, uh, having some spiritual connection uh, with each other and with their purpose for being free, you know. So religion was a part of it. And then as we're talking about educating people about their history, educating them about Juneteenth, mm -hmm. educating them about what the freedoms are that uh, we missed out on all of those years and knowing that we have a right to uh, to the same freedoms as everybody else. So education, learning, and, and teaching others about Juneteenth and about the rights of African-Americans is a part of it. Protest is also a part of Juneteenth because as uh, today, when we uh, think about the things that, the freedoms that we have, mm -hmm. many of them are being suppressed, like uh, voter suppression. So. If when we see some of the rights that we have being denied and being taken away, then that lets us know that we have to be diligent about securing these freedoms. Uh, they just not, they weren't handed to us, you know, on a yeah. silver platter. We yeah. had to fight for those freedoms. Absolutely. And since we had to fight for them, uh, we have to really fight as hard to, uh, to secure those freedoms because they are being dismantled. Uh, you know, with the critical mm -hmm. race theory, mm -hmm. theory mm -hmm. being purported in many of the school systems, um, many do not, they do not want 
black history even taught in the schools. They don't want us to yeah. uh, children to learn that history. Yeah. So that means we have to be ever diligent Absolutely. to make sure that uh, we secure the freedoms that we have, that we teach the history, that we uh, educate our children, mm -hmm. educate ourselves if we don't know, and be sure that we don't have the, the pages of history, uh, of our history ripped out again. You know, we're beginning to have African-American studies in the schools. And so now uh, that wants to, you know, there are those who want to even uh, omit that again. We need to move forward. You're you're 100 percent, 100 percent right. And I really appreciate I have to go. But I really appreciate you taking the time to come on the show and giving us an education and giving us a lesson in, in what we need to do. And we need to keep marching forward and keep moving forward. Uh, Elaine Turner, uh, Heritage Tours, thank you so much for taking the time out to uh, talk to us tonight. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you for having me. You have a great All night. Right. Thank you, man. Appreciate that. Elaine Turner, ladies and gentlemen, and boy, she spoke a lot of truth. And I hope you learned something if you didn't know about the Juneteenth and how important this holiday is and how the actions that we're, we're taking in many instances, we're taking big steps back. And we need to really think about what we're doing and why we're doing it. And more importantly, those who sacrificed uh, for the rights that we have today. Thank her so much for that, uh, for coming on and talking about that. We're going to take another break. And when we come back, we're going to shift gears. We're going to talk a little legal uh perspective here uh, with our U.S. attorney from the Western District. This is Real Talk Memphis on this Monday evening, this Juneteenth evening. We'll take another break. We'll be right back. If you like Real Talk, here's a way you can get involved. Do you have a show topic idea or suggestion? Want to be considered a guest or have a guest idea? Then send Chip a message on his Real Talk show page and you can be a part of the Real Talk experience. So as he always says, go out and tell somebody. We'll be right back. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. There's something yes, new to sip on this spring from WYXR and Crosstown Brewing Company. Nah, I ain't talking about scissor. I'm talking about a beer with big flavor. Flavor. And every bit of it you put in your mug helps our mission to provide the realest music, talk, events, and more for Memphis music culture and community. It's called Clear Smoke. Yeah, that's what I'm sipping on. Sipping on. What about you? Crosstown Brewing Company supports WYXR with initiatives and collaborations like Clear Smoke to increase the impact and influence of Memphis creatives across the globe. Find more information about this limited edition brew online at crosstownbeer.com. Support for WYXR, including our 2023 stereo sessions, comes from Duncan Williams Asset Management, who specialize in financial management for individual investors, businesses, including retirement plan services, and nonprofit organizations. More information at dwassetmgmt.com. Get Real Talk on the TuneIn mobile app under WYXR, and he's now streaming live on Facebook. And you can also catch a rebroadcast on YouTube. Just put WYXR in the search box and hit subscribe. Now back to more Real Talk with Chip Washington. 
And welcome back to Real Talk Memphis on this Juneteenth, Monday, June 19th, 2023. Uh, glad to have you uh, with us this evening and glad to have my next guest uh, with us. Uh, he has been uh, the uh, United States Attorney for the Western District of Tennessee uh, since, I believe, I want to say September of 2022. Uh, right. He has been uh, he has been in the law enforcement game a very, very long time. And we welcome to the show. Kevin Fitz, the aforementioned United States Attorney for the Western District of Tennessee. And Kevin, it's great to see you, and welcome to Real Talk. Thank you, Chip. I'm a, a listener of WYXR and of this show. It's a privilege to be on. Well, thank you so much for taking the time. I, I know you're a busy, a busy man. Now, for uh, most folks who don't know, uh, in reference to what you all do specifically uh, on the federal side, uh, if, if you're asked that question, uh, how do you explain that to people in terms of uh, you are the, you are the law enforcement agent on the federal side uh, here in, in, in Tennessee, uh, which is a, which is a pretty big deal. But how do you explain exactly the function of your office and what you do? Sure. I'll let other others decide if it's a big deal or not. But but I am the United States attorney. The president appoints all the United States attorneys throughout the country. The Senate confirms them. And basically what I am is the chief federal law enforcement officer in West Tennessee. That's 22 counties, including Memphis and Shelby County. Uh, but we're the lawyers for the United States. So I got a, about 45 lawyers that work for me, and we are the lawyers for the United States. You, you probably know us most from our criminal prosecutions. We're federal prosecutors. We also, I want to say, have uh, some lawyers that work on civil matters and financial litigation as well. Uh, but uh, criminal prosecutors is... You know, that's what the vast majority of my team does. And I'm happy to talk more about the work we do on the criminal side. Yeah, absolutely that. And, and uh, you know, the federal, you know, when, when you hear that terminology, when people listen to it, you know, like, like say, for example, our former president uh, who was recently federally indicted. Uh, to be federally indicted or charged is a pretty big deal, is it not? I don't make light of it. I mean, I think that's a pretty big deal, is it not? I I'm, I'm, uh, will say I ain't going to say one thing about that the case you referenced, but I will say as a general matter, uh, I think the people that we prosecute would say that it's a pretty serious matter. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, to be prosecuted in federal court for a federal crime, uh, whether that's guns, drugs, violent crime, fraud and economic crime, national security, civil rights. Yeah, I mean, we have um we, we we do a good job i think on behalf of the american people to keep people safe and that means we're pretty uh serious about our our prosecutions and 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 what we do to keep people safe we see a lot of uh of uh, of federal cases uh here uh seems to be involving drugs and of mm -hmm. course there's a lot of weapons involved in you know, you know weapons and things but 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 a lot in in, in terms of drug drug activity uh, you know, drug runners. Uh, 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 am I correct in that? Do we see uh, more than a few cases uh, in terms of that particular area? You're absolutely correct, Chip. You know, Memphis and Shelby County is is a distribution center for certainly legal goods and services, but unfortunately, it's a distribution center for illegal goods. Drugs are maybe the best example of that. Uh, we see all sorts of illegal drugs coming through this area, north, south, east, west. Our law enforcement partners are seizing really large quantities of fentanyl, methamphetamine, cocaine, really deadly lethal drugs. And fentanyl in particular, I appreciate the question because I really try to get the word out whenever I speak to anybody that fentanyl is maybe one of the biggest uh, drug uh, challenges we've seen in decades. One pill 
can kill. And it really is true that one pill can kill just a little bit of fentanyl laced into a pill or some other type of drug can kill. Um, and people need to understand that we're doing what we can to prosecute those large cartels and organizations that are bringing those drugs into our community. And, and you talked about, uh, you know, fentanyl, and, and I think more and more people are starting to realize that, uh, I mean, how deadly a, a drug that is. But it sounds, uh, Kevin, as if this particular, you know, area uh, in terms of drugs and drug activity, illegal drug activity, is a pretty big problem here. Uh, is, there, is there any, you know, you've been doing this for a long time, uh, and, and you say, you know, we're a hub, you know, city in a lot of ways, but, but I mean, how, how do we, is there, is there any way that, that, that we can then govern this to the point to where maybe we can, you know, decrease the activity that we see? Because as you stated, quite, quite, uh, quite honestly, this is a very big problem here. Sure, I, you know, I'm, I'm a prosecutor, so my tools, many of my tools are enforcement tools, and we have some pretty significant enforcement tools to use, as you were referencing earlier in the federal side, especially in drug cases. Penalties, frankly, can be pretty steep for, for people uh, who are drug dealers um, if they're prosecuted federally. But, you know, like with any crime, intervention and prevention efforts are important. Education is important. That's why I said, again, one pill can kill. We need people to understand to stay away from these, stay away from these substances. And um, so, you know, there are, I think it's safe to say there are larger kind of so, so, uh, um, society questions that at play and how we tackle the drug problem. Um, enforcement is just one piece of that. Uh, that's the piece I happen to know the most about, I guess. I do know that uh, you're, you're one who I think uh, you want to uh, make people aware of, of what it is that you do and your office mm -hmm. does, and you're looking for more ways uh, to uh, communicate with with the general public. Because quite honestly, a lot, you know, we know about what happens on the local end here, down here, mm -hmm. uh, but we yeah. don't really hear a lot about the federal until you know you've done your casework and and and, and mm -hmm. then there's an adjudication, and you know then you come guilty and how many years these guys are sentenced. But it really is important. Uh, to you, I know specifically, to really want to try to uh, engage more with the general public about what exactly it is your office uh, does. Talk a little bit about that. Sure, Chip, and you're absolutely right. I, I, we do send out quite a few press releases. We have a Twitter page and a YouTube page. I encourage people to check those out. Our website, um, you can find us on the internet and we post all of our press releases there. But we have a lot of really important good work that we're doing to keep this community safe, to make this community safer. We've talked about in the drug trafficking enforcement area on, on gun violence and violent crime, which is I know something at the top of mind for everyone in Memphis these days. Yes. We play a serious role. We prosecute firearms violations, carjackings, armed robberies. Uh, we are we have a really big initiative right now where we're going after these switches. If you don't know what a switch is, mm. it's machine gun conversion device basically makes these handguns into a fully automatic machine gun. That's a federal crime, so we're prosecuting those cases. We do, as I said, broad and economic crimes. The federal government has always had that as a specialty. We do corruption, we do civil rights, we do uh, domestic terrorism, and um, as I said, crimes against children. So we have a lot going on. You're right. I, I, I welcome the opportunity anytime I get the chance to come on a, a, a terrific program like yours and, and talk about the work that we do, because it's really important. It, it, it really is. And you talked about gun violence. And, and before I let you get out of here, and, and I know uh, that, uh, uh, you know, all of us uh, were 
stunned uh, and shocked beyond belief at what happened with Tyree Nichols. And I do uh, remember a big press conference, and, and you were a part of that uh, press conference, uh, you know, uh, talking about your, your disappointment and, and outrage. Kevin, let me you're, – you're federal, so it's, 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 it's a much bigger deal. But does – do the rules uh, that are governed by the state legislature here, uh, in particular with guns and weapons to, to uh, very young people – uh, does that hinder uh, anything that you do in terms of uh, prosecuting cases? What I'll say, Chip, is look, um, we enforce the law. I don't make the law, we enforce it. And I don't enforce, I should say, state law. That's the state DAs, they do that. We, we enforce federal law. Um, but I think our law enforcement partners would tell you that it's important for us to track what is going on with our state gun laws and federal gun laws for that matter. and. Um, you know, there are times when developments in those um, legal systems make it more difficult for us to, to keep the, the public safe. But, I, you know, what I can say is as long as we have tools on the federal side as federal prosecutors to go after folks committing gun violence and committing gun crimes, we're going to use those tools often and aggressively. Well, listen, knowledge is power, and uh, we appreciate the fact that uh, you took the time to, to come here tonight. This is a rare thing. We don't see, you know, uh, you know a lot of folks, uh, uh, especially in your position as the United States attorney uh, in our district, uh, come on and talk about issues like this. So, Kevin, I thank you so much for taking the time, man. I, I've enjoyed the conversation, and I really uh, i am going to invite you back anytime there is an initiative or a program or something specific that you want the public to know you will always be welcome on this forum to do that thank you chip very i'm going to take you up on that in the future thank you so much appreciate it have a great night kevin appreciate you, you. Man. Thank you. all right thank you uh so that was a, that was a great conversation and again uh you know his job is difficult enough ladies and gentlemen without uh, everything else going on but he's he does what he can with the tools that he has and he prosecutes individuals uh, who need to be prosecuted and we appreciate kevin fitz for coming on the show we'll take one final break and when we come back we're going to shift gears and talk about an event uh, that many of you may not know about but a lot of you might want to participate in this is real talk memphis and i'm chip and we'll be right back If you like Real Talk, here's a way you can get involved. Do you have a show topic idea or suggestion? Want to be considered a guest or have a guest idea? Then send Chip a message on his Real Talk show page and you can be a part of the Real Talk experience. So as he always says, go out and tell somebody. We'll be right back. Did you know you could donate your vehicle and support WYXR at the same time? We offer free pickup and it's tax deductible. Go to cars.wyxr.org to donate your car today. Church Health's Memphis Plan continues its decades-long commitment to serving local musicians with comprehensive health care and also tailors its focus to small business owners and the self-employed. Healthcare through the Memphis Plan provides care in Memphis for Memphians. Related services include preventative health, optometry, dental care, and more. More information regarding availability at memphisplan.org or at 901-272-PLAN. 
WYXR doesn't go to sleep at night. We keep the music moving. Memphis music, that is. When our DJs clock out, our automation clocks in with music right from our community. Produced, performed, and written by Memphians or in Memphis. Some are hits and some are rarely heard, but they all tell the story of one of the world's greatest music cities. Visit wyxr.org for playlist and scheduling information. Email submissions at wyxr.org to let us hear your Memphis music. We may just play it. The Sunset Jazz at Court Square Concert Series is back every second Sunday, May through October, featuring Memphis's top jazz artists at 62 North Main in downtown Memphis. More information and the lineup are available at sunsetjazzmemphis.com. Get Real Talk on the TuneIn mobile app under WYXR, and he's now streaming live on Facebook. And you can also catch a rebroadcast on YouTube. Just put WYXR in the search box and hit subscribe. Now back to more Real Talk with Chip Washington. And welcome back to Real Talk Memphis on this Monday evening. Uh, you know, we were, we've were we been talking, uh, you know, uh, tonight, and I think one of the central themes is is really society you know, a, a, as a whole, whether we're talking about Juneteenth or whether we're talking about uh, the legal uh, the legal system. Uh, but but there's a there's a lot of sadness out here today in uh, things like uh, family and uh, tradition and, uh, you know, compassion for one another seems to have sort of gone astray. Uh, but uh, we have, uh, 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 my next guest uh, is someone uh, who uh, quite, quite frankly uh, is, uh, is, uh, is a man of the, of the cloth. He is, uh, he is a, a religious leader in this community and he works for an organization that quite simply wants to instill love uh, in individuals, in, in families, in organizations and everything else. He works for Agape Means Love. He is Pastor Daniel Henley. And Pastor Daniel, it's good to see you again, my friend. How are you? It is great to see you, Chip. I am doing amazingly well. And just so thank you, thankful for this opportunity. Well, I, I thank you for taking the time to be here with us. And, of course, uh, uh, you work uh, at Agape Means Love. And for people who don't know, uh, give, give us sort of a general description of uh, your organization uh, and, and the foundation itself and what it is that you all are trying to do in our communities. Thank you so much. Agape is a 52-year-old organization. It's been led by an amazing guy named David Jordan for over 25 years. And we fight poverty in all its nasty forms, man. We, from the school system, trying to make sure our kids are in school and getting the best education that they can. It starts making sure that they're there. We have advocates for them all day long. We uh, help women, and I'd say women people that are in domestic violence. We, we do just a whole bunch of different programs. We help with the spiritual side of the house. We have a marriage program we call Becoming One. It's probably the large, largest marriage program in the city. Um, we go out to get funding from everybody, state, local, donors, corporate, to bring it back to Memphis to be a blessing to the people. One of the things that we're doing is this Faith Family Festival. I'm looking forward to talking about that. Is to help heal our cities wounded past. Our city has a wounded past, man. So we just try to bring hope. 
Well, you know, uh, and you led into it, and I was going to let you. I was going. I was. I was going to lead you into talking about it. This Faith Family Festival uh, is something that you all have done. Uh, you know, uh, for years now. Uh, and, no, no, this is only the second. Year. Oh, this is the second year. Okay, okay. I don't know why I thought this was okay, but this is the year number two. And I heard last year's event was extraordinarily successful and thousands of people turned up. But for those who don't know, uh, talk a little bit about the Faith Family Festival. It's coming up this weekend, am I correct? It is. It's coming up this Saturday, June 24th, from 2 p.m. to 8 p.m. Our city has a history. We know that Martin Luther King died here today. It's Juneteenth. We know that there's Juneteenth, which we celebrate as the Black National Independence Day. Mm -hmm. Then there's the 4th of July that we celebrate. A lot of people say the White National Independence Day, but right in the middle is June 24th. So we call this the bridge. But right between two, if you think about it, a bridge touches both sides, but it rises above the division. Mm. Now the division is still there, but we rise above it. That's what we do on at the Faith Family Festival. We bring over 300 churches faith communities together, Blacks, Whites, Asians, Latinos. You'll see a multiplicity of all kinds of music and fun and food. And we'll be celebrating. Our kids will do everything from the big balances. And we rent everything that's out there. The paddle boats, the canoes, the, the kayaks, the, the bikes. I mean, everything. And those families, all they got to do is register for free. Everything's free with the exception of the food trucks that are out there. Everything is free. We want to make it an amazing day for our community. And the idea behind the chip is one guy said it like this, how can we ever all get along if we can't even come together? Mm. But we come together on this day as a bridge. We rise above the division of the faith community and show the world that we can come together. That's what this is all about. 300 uh, churches uh, uh, partnering and, and, and being a part of this. That in and of itself, uh, uh, Pastor, sends, sends a sends a big time message. I mean, I mean to me, I mean hearing that alone uh, uh, sends a huge message. But also, uh, it, it is a cry uh, in, in our city, and you alluded to it. Uh, and 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 anybody who lives here and who's been dealing with what we see on a daily basis knows we're hurting. We are hurting, uh, and and people people are crying out. Uh, and, you know, help us. You know, we, you know, we we can't figure out what is happening here. How do we get back to once we what we once were? And it sounds like this is the type of festival that may focus on that a little bit because a lot of us, as you said, we're, we're wounded, aren't we not? Oh yeah, man, we are wounded, and those wounds are real. And unless we do something to address them, they're going to stay there. So what we try to do is not just make this a big picnic and a big event where we're just going to come and have a great time, which we will, food, fun, and fellowship, but also we want to make sure that there's awareness, kind of what's going on in our city, some education, and then ways to engage. We'll have all of that as a what's next kind of thing. There'll be a tent there that people can go to. They want to become more aware of how to get involved with some things in our city, find out more about our city. We have things like uh, community days where we'll go and visit a community. So if you imagine a white suburban church going to Frazier. Yeah. Organized, structured event where they go and see the event. So now we take away the fear. There used to be some fear going out to Frazier, but now that I've been there, I've put my foot on, I've set foot at Pursuit of God Church with amazing pastor named Ricky Floyd. Ricky Floyd, yes, sir. Yeah. And, 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 we, and we centered it there around the history of Frazier. So we take them to a whole bunch of spots on that too. 
Then we have another tour. We'll take a whole group of folks to the Civil Rights Museum. Now, a lot of us say Civil Rights Museum. A lot of people in Memphis, both black and white, have never gone to the Civil Rights Museum. But we won't just go to the Civil Rights Museum. Then we'll have a talk afterwards. We'll talk about our past because we've got to talk about it. And then we'll talk about ways that you can get involved to help heal the hurts of our wounded past. So we do things like awareness, education, and also ways that you can have engagement. So we will have a fun day, an amazing day of food, fun, and fellowship. We'll party until 8 o'clock. We'll have a sunset symphony with a lady named Blanca, who's a Latino uh, entertainer. That's all, all this is faith-based, gospel, that kind of thing, and spiritual. But it's amazing, man, what God is doing. We'll have an amazing lineup. Everything from rappers to you so, name it. Something have. something for everybody. Uh, it, so it, it sounds. Uh uh, Pastor Henley, uh, uh, simple question with maybe a complicated answer. Uh, in, in your perspective, uh, yeah. as, as you are, are in the streets, as you are talking to people each and every day, uh, what's missing? What, what's, what's missing uh, here you know, for us as a people, as a community, as a society, as a city? In your, in your opinion, what's missing? In my opinion, what's missing is, and this is going to be hard for some people to take, but it's forgiveness. It's forgiveness. And uh, I know that there's been some atrocities and some fussing and fighting that's even going on right now, but unless we start forgiving each other, that form of love and just forgiveness, then it's going to be very difficult for them. So I'm actually going to have a conference. We are at the end of September. We have 350 pastors at a marriage conference. So imagine what it, uh, 350 blacks, whites, Latinos, all of us at a marriage conference, and the topic is the joy in forgiveness. Why? Because that's what's missing. For forgiveness is the key to all of this. Again, I want to preach, but you ask about what's missing. It's forgiveness, not just blacks towards whites, but whites towards blacks and Latinos. All of us need to operate in forgiveness, and when we do, we unlock the cage that we quite honestly, put ourselves in or keep ourselves in. I remember there's a scripture that says, unless you forgive from your heart, that's how God's going to treat you. It's like you're a prison. And we don't have the keys with the exception of forgiveness. Forgiveness is the key to get out that dungeon. Now, I laid a lot on you, but you asked for it. I know you chipped well enough to know that you can grab it. We're going to really speak into the lives of Memphis. And over the next 11 and a half years, I guarantee you, Memphis is going to go from worse to first in a lot of categories. Well, well that would be a wonderful thing. And, uh, you know, I know your work, I know your heart, and I know how deeply rooted you are uh, in the community because you love this city and you love, love this, this community. You know. I love this city. And, and I do. A lot of people like it. I love it. I love the church. A lot of people like the church. I love the church. I wake up every day thinking about how can we help build capacity in our churches. And God is doing that, man. I was with two smaller churches today, one in Hickory Hill, one in Frank. We were talking about how can we combine our efforts for a program that one of our great county commissioners is doing, mm -hmm. County Commissioner Brooks, when mm -hmm. she's going to give some money for something, you know what I'm saying, yeah, for the summer program. They're too small to do it by themselves. Yes, true. But when we can come together, yeah. three of us, oh, we can pull it off. So that's what I wake up thinking about the church. Yeah, I love Memphis, bro. 
Pastor Daniel Henley uh, from uh, Agape Means Love. And, of course, a big festival this weekend uh, on the 24th Saturday, the family, the Faith Family Festival, uh, hosted by them. It is free. Uh, go out and have fun, food, and fellowship. Pastor Henley, it's good to see you, my friend, and it's great to have you on tonight. Thank you for coming, and you're always welcome back. You know that. Anytime. Oh, Thank you so much for all the great work that you do. Bless you. Appreciate Thank you. you. Thank you so much. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that puts the cap on the show tonight. That's a, you know, and again, uh, the message, the theme this evening has been, you know, really, you know, as a city, as a community, what we need to do, how we need to try to fix this in each other uh, on a daily basis. And I really appreciate my guest, Elaine Turner, uh, Kevin Fitz, of course, and Pastor Daniel Henley. And, uh, you know, if you can go out to the event this weekend, uh, you know, hosted by them, the Faith Family Festival, please do so. Uh, Jay Worth, I see you, my friend. I see you on the uh, Facebook Live line. I saw Brett on there a little bit earlier, Brett Thompson. Uh, I saw Jeff Calkins on there, uh, Veronica Williams as well. And uh, if I missed you, I, I uh, charge you to my head and, or maybe my eyes because I can't, <laughs> can't see the writing down here. But as Bryn plays us out, thank you, uh, uh, all of you, uh, for taking the time. I know it's a holiday. When it's a holiday, you know, you know, you know listen, I'll catch you next week, this and that or whatever. But for those of you who did catch this show uh, tonight, I really appreciate that you did. Uh, we are a podcast. So when the show is posted tomorrow afternoon, if you didn't get a chance to check, check us out tonight, check us out. You know, uh, download the podcast, listen to the show. And, uh, you know, I would like to know if anybody out there, either tonight or whenever, is a new listener. If you've never listened to this show before and you may have caught us the first time or you're just now finding out about us, shoot me a note on Facebook and, and let me know. Hey, Chip, uh, first time listener, I uh, like what I heard, I like the show, uh, I'm going to check you out again in the future. Truly appreciate it. Uh, so for all of us here, for Bren, for uh, Lola, and for Nicole, I am Chip. Uh, God bless each and every one of you. Please stay safe. Watch out for yourself uh, because other folks may not be watching out for you. And if the Lord says so, I'll be back here next week. Same time, same station. We'll try to do it again just a little bit better. For all of us here at Real Talk Memphis, we are out. See you soon.